Hi guys. I'm Nick Lenos. I'm Nick Jackson. And you're between two Nicks. Yeah. In a, <laughs> a bottle episode. Oh, are we supposed to say that? I don't know. Are we going to say that? Well, I just did. Yeah, okay. We're doing this episode for one in the bank. We're putting it in the bank. Yep. Bottling it up. Bottle episode. And then I realized today that because these bottle episodes are going to come out before... uh uh-huh. My whole plan of watching the Mortal Kombat to end the uh, the remakes, remakes doesn't yeah. work because Mortal Kombat comes out in April. Yep. So so that's unfortunate. We'll do it at some point. It was a cool idea, though. Have you seen that trailer? I just watched it last My night. My fucking God, dude. The only issue I had is they kind of ruined the get over here. I know, but I love that guy. That guy, that guy is, is awesome. Awesome. He's a... Uh... Last Samurai. He was, yeah. uh, yeah. He, dude, that guy is pimp and everything. Oh, God, and he was in, uh... Was he in 47 Ronin? He was in the Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna sound kind of racist, because we're just gonna name every random <laughs> yeah. Asian movie, but he was in all these movies. His sword play is fucking awesome. Yeah, that guy's awesome. I'm excited to see his shit. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Before we get further off in- topic, <laughs> we're doing Severance. Uh, 2006, uh, British-German uh, horror comedy. Um, it's hour 36 minutes long, directed by Christopher Smith, who you probably don't know. The only other movie I think people will know is Black Death, that Sean Bean... Oh, uh, really? He did yeah. that? Okay. Yep. Is that a horror... That's not a horror comedy, though, is it? No. No, that's just that's like just a, fucked up, right? Yeah, just I've like an expose it. on the Catholic Church and... Oh. You know. <laughs> so it's no, like... it's medieval times, like the Black Plague and... Interesting. The Catholic Church and witches and uh, whatever. It's okay. fun. A lot of torture devices, because they're kind of like the Inquisitors, you know, and they got shit like that. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. Uh, he definitely dies in it. Uh, well, it's Sean, Sean Bean. Bean. Uh, you are realizing now I'm, that Sean Bean dies in every no, movie, No, I'm not. Huh? He doesn't. Yes, he uh, does. He doesn't. Uh, the writer of this movie, James Moran, uh, who we best know for Cockneys vs. Zombies. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stars a couple people, Toby Stevens, Andy Nyman, Laura Harris, Danny Dyer are my favorites. It is a group of co-workers who work for Palisades uh, Weapons Company, and uh, their emblem is a little square with the corner cut. With so yes, the one corner corners. cut. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. Uh, it's an American British uh, military company. They make arms, weapons, landmines, bazookas, everything. And we see all that shit. Oh, we do. We get a working example of a bazooka. Which oh my god, dude. We'll get to it. Uh, so they're a group of co-workers for this uh, mil- uh, contract company. And they are in a, a work retreat, a, a team building exercise in a remote Eastern European country. It's somewhere in between Hungary and Romania. Yeah. Um, and they're supposed to be going to this lodge and to have team I, building. I love when they're driving out there and he's like, well, there's no bears in Hungary. So if you see a bear, unless, that means we're in Romania. Unless we've crossed over into Romania, which there are bears in Romania. And then the dude's like, what, does the bear have a fucking passport? <laughs> True, uh, the facts, though. Uh, s- since 2017, uh, the first bear was found in Hungary again. Uh, it's been a long time since bears have been in Hungary. Uh, in 2017, they started coming back. Romania, which neighbors uh, Hungary, has 60% of the bear population in Eastern European. Wow. Europe, whatever. Uh, I don't know. I find that. I like bears. Bear um, facts. Yeah, there we go. 
cross that off. Bear fact number one. Bear fact check. I have four. Uh, <laughs> to subscribe to Bear Facts with Nick when the Lenos. bear crosses the road, like right after this whole scene, the the bus breaks down. The German driver has a fit and walks off. Mm-hmm. The people are left to hike it to their lodge, and as they make the bear comment, where the boss is like, well, "There are no bears in uh, Romania. We're fine." Unless we've crossed over to Hungary, and then the camera walks away, or they walk away, and the camera stays there, and then just big bear just walks across the road, yes, in the opposite direction, and like shakes its head, like <laughs> stupid idiots going the wrong way. I love it. the The foreshadowing in this movie is oh yeah, fucking ridiculous. Um, their bus breaks down. They they start walking. They after a long hike, they get to what they think is the lodge. This is not the lodge. It's very obvious, but the boss is insisting it's the lodge. But don't they find things that make them think it's the lodge? Not real. So that itinerary the girl reads, that was like her itinerary that she had on oh. her. Oh. Like, she was like reading it mockingly, like how this isn't the lodge. It's supposed to be, you know, comfort and plush towels and... Yeah, why would that be the lodge? Because, I mean... I mean, it's because it's a yeah. horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they find in the basement records from Palisades, and they they throw up stories, and they're kind of they have this fun little break where they tell ghost stories, but it's like Palisades true stories. And I thought that that uh, whole scene was pretty good. Yeah, the, it's so much fun because it's like he's like back in the nineteen twenties, like in silent film days. When movies were silent and women women were even quieter. I was like, wow. That's Toby uh, <laughs> Stevens, who you you got to hate. You want to hate him instantly, which he's so good at that. Um, he's the reason why I never watched Black Sails. Because I hated him so much. Oh, I was wow. like, I okay. can't stand him. I don't want to root I for him. I told you to watch Black Sails and you got addicted to it. I watched it in a week and a half. And... I've only seen the first episodes. <laughs> I'm so bad with it's TV shows. It's so bad. It's so bad. But it's good, though. Yeah, it is. It's pirates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is he in Black Sails? He's uh, the the main guy, yeah, right? Yeah, he's the main gin. That's right. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Um, I knew he looked familiar. I knew yeah. some of these people looked familiar, but I couldn't really place them. Uh, Toby Stevens, he's Black Sails. Andy Nyman... Um, he, my favorite role of his is Death at a Funeral, the original British okay. version. Uh, he's the guy that gets shit on, literally. Uh, Laura Harris is the uh, the blonde lady. She was in The Faculty and then a okay. ton of TV shows. Um, I don't remember the other guy, lady's name. Danny Dwyer, he's the the young upstart, uh, how's he call himself? You know, a bloke real full of himself uh, with, with some, I forget what he says. But uh, the guy who takes mushrooms. Yeah, he eats mushrooms, smokes weed. He's got so many joints. He's got like two different boxes. Oh my of god, joints. he does. And at first, like you notice, you're like, oh, he's got multiple boxes. But if you really look, you see they're all different sizes, and he's got them planned out. Like he is a smart pothead. He's got, hey, this is the morning joint. This well, is the afternoon joint. This is the evening. He's a joint. smart pothead. I don't know if he's such a smart. Well, no, he's mushroom an idiot. taker. No, yeah. He takes. He eats a bunch of mushrooms. And uh, I have this note. He's eating this bag of mushrooms. He probably eats about a quarter of mushrooms. And because he's got like over an ounce. And Liz looks at me, my wife. She's like, who who does that? Who just takes mushrooms on a trip, on a work trip especially? And I was like, that's not that far-fetched. The fact that he took unproven mushrooms on a work trip shows he's very irresponsible though. 
because you don't just you don't just especially on a work find group. Him. Didn't he find? Oh no, he traded no. some guy at that's a, right. Yeah, at that's a thing right for him. Yeah. No, we'll talk about the other thing that was found. Oh, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. What the fuck, dude? I would. Some of the stuff in this movie, it's okay. I'm gonna do my first yeah. response. Oh man, I we never. I just jumped right into the movie. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, yeah. it's okay. I'm gonna say mine real quick. I liked it. I thought it was pretty funny. I will say, you have to be into British humor to really, yeah. like, like fully enjoy this movie. So, yeah. if you don't like British humor, you will not like this movie. Sometimes I I like it, but then sometimes I just don't get it. Yeah, like. That's how it was for me with the IT crowd. Is I yeah. there were parts of that show that I laughed hysterically, uh-huh. and then there were other parts that I was just stone faced. Like, <laughs> okay, so I kind of want to watch Black Books with you now. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's another British show. Oh, okay. But it's, even, it's one of the best British shows of okay. all time. I would probably have the same. <sighs> You'd probably be laughing and then look at me and see me being like. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then you would laugh more because I'm like, what? But like, okay, so I'm gonna say this: this movie to me, I feel, I feel the American version of this movie uh-huh. is uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre Three. Which I mean, if you have you seen that movie? No, I know of this movie, and I find that slightly offensive. This is why I'll say that because although those guys do like. Actually, you know what? I'll say the American version of this is Tucker and Dale. I I feel like that's closer. It um, is. I take it yeah. back. The American version of this is Tucker and Dale versus yeah. Evil. Um, that's and I mean I'm gonna say I think Tucker and Dale's better than this movie. Um, yeah. I I mean I love Tucker and Dale. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, I it's just easier for me to find the comedy like yeah. I'm actually thinking the movie is funnier now that we're talking about it yeah because when I was watching it there were certain parts where I'm like who does that <laughs> oh like, I mean there's, there's so many bad parts and that's I feel like this move this whole movie is a shot at America and I don't mean, oh it is yeah I mean not even just the ending I mean the whole thing as a whole and it, not in a bad way I mean the ending is pretty much yeah. saying what it's saying but up until that point the whole style and the whole overall of the so, feel of the I movie I don't think I understood the ending <laughs> What do you mean? Like they kind of just leave, don't yeah. they? <laughs> we'll get there cuz I have to that ending is ridiculous. That's why <laughs> I I watched it and I was like why do they think that the boat will take them? Like where are they going? They don't that, know where they are. They're in the middle of Romania or Hungary. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, but is that that's but, what's supposed to be funny, right? I think so. That to me is a shot at once again American movies because it's it, like they just go off into. Well, the, how many horror American horror movies is the answer to get to a boat? Like, oh, if we get to the boat, we're safe. Yeah, like that it is an actual like uh, a trope in American horror movies. Well, especially. That and also like. The other thing, too, is it, it kind of plays on the whole... And this happens in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. when it's like, she runs out into the road and some random person picks her up, and it's like, you don't know who the fuck that is. Right? Yeah. Like, where are you going? <laughs> oh, you don't know? He could be taking you back to his rape dungeon. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, out of the frying pan into the skillet. <laughs> or no. 
out of the frying pan into the flame. Yes, I was yeah. gonna say. It's out in the, the skillet. You have, two, the... you have two pans, right? <laughs> You're like, other. yeah. That's how you cook, you know. Oh, I mean, I don't know about it. Mm-hmm. I m- mine is more like out of the microwave and into my stomach. <laughs> it, it, I I will say that this is. I mean, it's a British German horror. Comedy. I didn't hate it. it I, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy this movie, but. I think some of the comedy is lost on me because I don't yeah. understand British humor. That's what. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Yeah. So that being said, there yeah. were some pretty fucking funny parts. I wish. I wish you would have watched it with Alyssa and I because Alyssa and I, Alyssa loves British comedy almost as much as I do, if not more. Like okay. she really does. So and she I've seen dying. this movie probably close to thirty times. Jesus. Like I watched this came out in 2006. I had it that year because I was working at a record. Uh, DVD exchange store then and got it like the week we got it. That's and, wild. Uh, I've never even heard of this movie. Well, that's because in 2009... Oh, boy. In 2009, uh, one man watched this movie with his two friends and he said how... how he's, his exact quote was, wouldn't it be wicked if you could actually do that to someone in real life? And he was referencing the scene where the dark-haired lady with glasses gets gasoline poured on her and then lit on fire. With a flamethrower. Yeah. Uh, they didn't use a flamethrower, but they did that to someone in England uh, in 2009. Yikes. They, he was in jail. All three of them went to jail, I believe. Um, but, like, he quoted this movie. He All three of them said it was this movie that ma- didn't make him do it, but where he got the idea to do it. Because of that, this movie... I don't think it's ever been re-released on anything. You can't find it on That's Blu-ray. fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, it. this movie uh, cost $10 million to make. It only made $5 million. Yikes. That was 2006. This happened in 2009. So those can't be directly related. But I mean, I also think if this was an American movie with the same exact storyline, everything, but with none of the British humor, none of the British actors, and in America, I think it, this movie would have done, a, like, insane. Well, yeah. But because British, I don't know. At the it's time, quirky. 2006, I mean, this was the first movie I saw that a plane exploded uh, after 9-11. Like, yeah. Like, there were maybe, don't put that scene in the movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> that made the whole movie for me, dude. I, lo- I don't know what that means. Like, now, this is 2021. 2021, first time you're seeing it, it made your movie. In 2006, when I saw that for the first time, just... Five. I mean, it was five years after. You were cringing. But it was still like, Can it was believe 9-11 was 20 years ago this year? Yeah. Fuck, dude. We're old as fuck. That's, that's my, what I think. Yeah, you I know, could see that. Like, it was still, well, five years is not that long. And it was a little, it was a weird time, I think. Remember um, when 9-11 happened, there was a movie that was supposed to come out with Johnny Depp and Tim Allen and like and it was about someone hijacking a plane. Oh, I vaguely remember that. And then they've like shelved it and it got released like two years later and it flopped. Yeah. But like I tried to steal right after nine eleven that like Did I say Johnny Depp? Yeah. Johnny Knoxville. Oh, yes. Okay. That's Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Um the they had a Take back all the Spider-Man uh, two posters yeah, because they have of the, the fucking two towers two, the with twin the spider towers, Yeah, that week that that happened, I drove to like three movie theaters to try to find that poster because I'd seen the poster already. Mm-hmm. I was gonna try to steal the poster because I knew right away. I mean, that's sick, but I mean, 
That's I knew money. that shit was gonna be worth a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right. But yeah, I mean, it's so that really happened. Yeah, um, I didn't even write the guy's name because I don't fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, uh, it's pieces of shit like that that ruined why we can have these fun movies. But that's bullshit, though. That, I mean, here's the thing, though. That might say something about the UK. Yeah. Because UK bans movies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, America doesn't, but the reason I say that is think about this. Think about the juxtaposition. We're going to get real here for a second, but think about the the juxtaposition of how they handled that with this movie versus um, how they handled the Aurora Theater Massacre with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No one says shit about Batman, about any of those movies. If it wasn't Christopher Nolan's second one, and I'm sure... But that movie is a masterpiece. I mean... Can't say masterpiece. There are things, the Dark Knight. There are things wrong with that movie. What? It is too long, oh, and I love a long movie. It is Nick, too long. Listen, Christian Bale is a little. Eh, mm, mm. If it's a masterpiece, that means it's fucking perfect. That movie is not perfect. Just because, and I perfect superhero movie. Heath Ledger is fucking amazing in that movie. He is brilliant, but some of it, little, little tad over the top. But, but, that's, but that's a comic book movie. I know, I know. Okay. But this is, that's Christopher Nolan. Which, what, which one are you? Are you the comic book movie or are you the real life uh, hero movie? Not, no. Because that's you, what he, that's I what know, they feel like. I know, but you like. can't, you can't make a movie. No matter, you, the gritty reboot is a bad thing to shoot for. We are not talking about, uh, <laughs> we're trying to talk about Christopher Severance. Nolan and Batman. But I was just. But, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's not a nine. But I'm just saying, I'm tired of people calling Batman 2 a fuck. I don't even know. Batman Returns or The Dark Knight? Ba- the Dark Knight, sorry. People calling The Dark Knight a masterpiece. I'm it is a masterpiece. I don't think it is. It is. It is. I'll go so far as to say the Nolan Batman movies are this generation's Star Wars trilogy. Oh my gosh. God. You um, heard it here for, first, folks. This movie, when it was released in Spain, <laughs> was uh, released in a double feature. Can you guess the second movie? I'll give you a hint. It's a New Zealand horror comedy. Oh, Dead Alive? Uh uh-uh. uh. Um. Same year. It was within the same year. <coughs> it made sense for it to be a double feature. And I didn't know I this tell fact you. before, but uh, when we were watching this the other night, I told Liz, I was like, you know what? After this, I really want to watch uh, Black Sheep again. Black Sheep is the New the Zealand. The two thousands Black Sheep? Uh two thousand and with uh, the killer sheep? Yeah. The New Zealand. Oh, I fucking love that movie. I love it too. It was uh the second time I saw it, the first time I saw it was right when it came out, but the second time I saw it was when I was getting my zombie tattoo. And they had it on the TV as oh, I was getting tattooed. That's awesome, and dude. I'm quoting it, and the guy's like, You like this movie? I was like, dude, I- you're tattooing a zombie on my leg. Of course I've seen this zombie sheep movie. I'm Hell freaked. yeah, dude. I, dude, yeah. But that was the double feature. Black okay. Sheep and uh, this movie. Black Sheep. Ah, I like Black Sheep way more. You you just like the romance. You just want a movie with a little bit of dude, romance. Dude, I really don't remember Black Sheep. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. I remember, I remember the guy turning into a sheep. It's so great. The brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> like. All steroided up. Yes. <laughs> but I don't remember any of the rest of the movie. It's so good. We're. I'm going to do it as a my next bank movie because then we could do 
because this movie will play when you're gone, and then the next one will be another bank, and we'll make it Black Sheep, so it's a double, like, back-to-back. Does that make sense? Yes, but... Okay, we'll just... I'm just going to bank Black Sheep also. <laughs> okay. And then plan to pl- air it whenever this one airs, too. Okay, okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, well, okay, here's the thing. Let's... We'll talk about this later. <laughs> but uh, all these programming notes in this podcast people are trying to listen to. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Um, what, where were you? You were... I was just kind of putting going out through the movie. <laughs> I passed that up. Okay. Uh, but we can go back to they that. They go to the cabin. It's not the cabin. It's not the cabin. Shit goes down. There's a bunch of foreshadowing. Toby Stevens' character gets into an argument with the lady about how... She says that decapitation is quick. He says, fuck that. It ain't quick. Marie Antoinette's head rolled. She felt the basket. She saw the blood coming out of her stump. And that was the last thing she saw. And he says, like, for two minutes. And he's such an arrogant piece of shit. Um, But you know that's true, though, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. Is... We don't really know. There was a guy that... There was a scientist that tested it. He was, like, a scientist, and he got put on death row. Mm -hmm. He tested it, Mm -hmm. and they said... He said, all right, if you... uh, After my head gets cut off, I'm going to wink. And he was... He was noted... Notably winked, like, 12 times after his head was cut off. I mean, that could just be nerves. I want to believe it, dude. But that's the thing. There's no way... We can know. And that's the whole, the, the gag of the joke then when his head gets decapitated. His head rolls around the camera, goes boop, and his eyes look everywhere. And then he looks at the camera and his headless bot, his head, headless, bodiless head winks and smiles. <laughs> it's so So good. that's the thing. It's not just a wink. He smiled too because he's so happy that he was right. Like, doesn't matter that his head was just cut off. He's happy because his... He was, right. he was fucking right. That's British He's as the shit. the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. And I love it, man. Uh, Andy Nyman's character, how, how'd you like his bear trap? Andy Nyman is the, the guy Gordon. who... Okay, uh, he's the yeah. guy who gets caught in the bear trap. Uh-huh. Dude, that... Oh, I felt so bad for him. But at the same time, I was like... I, while that was happening and they kept opening it and shutting it on his leg, I was like, oh. I was like, at what point is this just, just going to rip his leg off? I mean, that thing probably had like four... That's a big bear trap. Like yeah. four, six hundred pounds of pressure to... Like that. I mean, yeah, twice. Twice No, he did times. it like four times. No, I'm saying like in real life, I'm pretty sure like two or three goes and that's... The bone is snapped. Yeah. I mean, that's... But yeah, I mean, so, if it's not gone on the first one completely, because that's, I mean, dude, bear traps are fucked if yeah. you really think about it. Do you know why that looked so good as it did, or did you not think it looked good? I thought it looked pretty good. Uh, Andy Nyman's uh, that character actor's uh, stunt double is an amputee, so it oh. was all practical and like him falling down and the leg ripping off. I, I mean, it was. A fake bottom line. I thought it did. I thought it looked pretty good. The sound, the look, everything looks like it wasn't over sense. the top. It looked right. It, yeah. And it then didn't... the camera pans away right after you see this just like horrible looking real life accident. And it goes to the boss who's speechless and he gets this beautiful splatter of blood all over him. And he's like, oh. <laughs> that guy's a bitch, dude. Oh, he's terrible. I didn't write his name because I hate him. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, 
There's a ton of Stanley Kubrick references in this movie. Really? I don't think I caught yeah. any of them. I, I mean, dude. even the last scene uh, with that song playing We'll Meet Again and Going Away. That's, uh, what's it called? Dr. Strangelove. Oh, I've never uh, seen that. The scene where uh, Danny Dwyer, the potheads... Uh, <laughs> Telling the story and the, they're feeding him grapes and stuff and the nurses. That's yeah. like shot for shot from Clockwork Orange. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a 2001... Oh, which one? I forget. There's a 2001 reference though also and I just forget it because I hate that movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about the bus crash? Oh, dude, that's wild. Dude, that scene is so awesome. Uh, so that's a, a Hungarian stunt driver for that scene. Uh and they were going to bring American stunt drivers, but it was really expensive to bring American stunt people over to Hungary and film the scene. So they just hired local guys. I don't think they were actually stunt people. I think they were just like people, machismo filled Hungarian Romanian <laughs> guys with everything to prove. Dude. And that bus scene, he was supposed to take the jump at 25 because they throw out these spikes and it's, it's supposed to look like he flips. Yeah. Um, but he was just supposed to, you know take it at 25 and kind of like shake up everybody was just supposed to have like bruises and bumps you know like no real injuries the stunt driver decided to take it at 55 that whole scene was not supposed to be that that scene turns into the buses on its side there was a fire like not in the movie they cut the fire because it was actually like scary like people were endangered and uh glass was shattered everywhere so then they rewrote it on the spot to make it like oh, we almost all just died, and we're all shell-shocked, and nobody knows what it is, and that's the whole thing, like, where she wanders away then. Yeah, dude, that's wild. I just love the idea that these fucking Hungarians don't play by the rules, and they're like, (laughs) no, 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 no. Fuck this. 25? No, 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 no. for pussies. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. that bus crash was... Dude, it took me, it caught me off guard. And a seatbelt. That's it. No safety precautions. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) How... How did he live? No scratch on him. Hungarians, man. Must have been drunk. And <laughs> <laughs> um, that one. I love this movie. And this is a very British thing, I feel like, in British horror comedies. Um, they don't go with the tropes, like the American tropes, but they show you them. Um, mm-hmm. I have three particular. When the boss is cutting the cheese. Uh, this is a euphemism. No, that's bread. No, but that was a wheel of cheese. Dude, he takes a big <laughs> slice of that. He First of all, this is his private stock. The boss of this company who's leading these people has a giant 20-pound wheel of, like, well, white Well, I at cheese. first thought it was cheese, and then he, the big fucking hunky cut out. I was yeah. like, oh, that's got to be, a, like, a shortbread or uh-uh. something. He goes into an immediate cheese coma after, like, two bites. And then he has all these wild <laughs> dreams about... Who is that guy? Uh, that's uh, the ginger. That's, oh, uh, Toby yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But he stabs nice him. Nice management to... skills, Pete Richard. And then he stabs him to death. I was like, wait, hold up. It's a dream. Yeah, and then it's a dream. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought she was going to be dead. Uh, no. But, so, this, this cheese scene, this is a trope. It's not really a trope. It's just something I notice a lot in movies. Like, And I don't know if it's bothers everybody like it bothers me but as a chef and 
handling knives my entire life. Whenever I see somebody cutting food in a movie, it freaks me out. And I feel like, especially in American movies, they always, like, do that zoom in. And the woman's, like, aggressively chopping, and then usually a finger comes off with the carrots. That scene is in so many movies. And in this, it it looks like he's about to... He's holding this huge wheel of cheese and bringing the knife down. And it's an optical illusion. Like, you think the knife is right on the fingers, but then you see it's, like, a foot away. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) oh, thank... Okay, he's not going to do it. And then there's nothing with that. He's in a cheese coma, actually. Yeah, the, thing that's, the thing that's horrifying is that he ate that much fucking cheese. Uh, the leaf pool. The uh, leaf pool's funny. Gordon, the you know the ass kisser, uh, Andy Nyman, finds a pool behind the house and he, with a diving board. And he gets on the diving board. He looks in the pool. It's just filled to the brim of leaves. And then... How are there that many leaves? I mean, it's hungry. I mean, there's lots of leaves. Yeah, he's on the jumping board or diving board. And he's yeah. precariously jumping over it, and it's a great you know, shot. The you camera, know what's going to happen. He's looking down, and the pool is filled to the brim of leaves, and he's just the camera then comes back up, and it looks at it's like in front of him, and you just see his like shoulders and his head as he's like doing these stupid jumps and almost yeah. losing balance, and then you think he's going to fall, and the camera cuts back to another couple, and yeah. then we don't see him again, and then it cuts back to him. He's still jumping. And then it cuts back to another one, and then the next scene we see him walking through the house covered in leaves and water, and I <laughs> I love that gag. That's a very British yeah. gag, because if it was an American movie, we would have seen him fall into there, die horribly because there were stakes in the bottom of the pool, and yeah, leaves, or or, there was, or just like almost drown or yeah. something. Uh, a hundred things that could have gone wrong, but it's, he's just an idiot that got wet. <laughs> um, I like that gag, and then the spider gag with the lady. Uh, oh yeah big spider gets like on her tarantula. back and like there's a kind of a scare with us where we see it but not really like because it's a very uh deliberate uh spider like it's not a scary jump at you spider no is on her shoulder on her back and then she goes to the bathroom brushes her teeth you know doesn't happen there she walks back in the hall we see it's still on her back and then she gets into her bedroom and she's combing her hair and then the spider's on her shoulder she goes <gasps> Oh, and like picks him up and starts playing yes. with him, and so right there is the gag. Like it's, it's denying your expectation that she's gonna be scared by it. I just I like that, and she takes it to the window to let the spider out, and that's when you see a man in her window, and she's in the second floor, and there's just a man in the tree staring <laughs> at her, and I, yeah, it's a very British scare I feel, and it's not, I don't know, I liked it a lot, uh, that scare in particular. Um, yeah, it didn't get me though. I can't believe I have this. I have a note written that I bet Nick jumps right here. I didn't jump once. I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, no, yeah. <clears throat> I like the thing with the spider. Yeah, it does. I like the things in this movie that like subvert your expectation. Yeah, that is one thing in movies that I really like. Um, it's like why I liked uh, Wolf Creek. Yeah. Is because you're like, okay, so this person's, like, I like movies like that, where it, it sets you up to think something, and then it's completely different. And this movie's full of it. I mean, it's not just that, but, uh, there's a, uh, oh, where where was I just reading? Later on, right after that scene, they're eating dinner, and, uh, (laughs) right after Gordon dries off, he bakes them a pie, and... You know, they're eating the pie. This is when they're telling their story, the ghost stories. As they're eating the pie, Danny Dwyer's character crunches on something and he pulls it out. And it's a 
tooth. It's like a decayed, a decayed dead, decayed, tooth. dead tooth with a filling. <laughs> and they all start freaking out, like, where'd you get the pie? Oh, I found the pie. It was there. I, I found it. It was it covered. For its full hour. <laughs> and they're like, how do you... How Not do you every know pie takes an hour. Do you think I undercooked it? <laughs> but... was <laughs> like, were there fucking instructions on top of it? This pie that somebody just bit a tooth out of. And they don't search the rest of the pie. No. Like, there's a human tooth in this pie. He's like, so I guess I'll throw it in the bin. Yeah, he was still going to eat it. Like, I would be dissecting that pie and looking oh, at it and see what else was in God. there. God. Can you fucking imagine? Why? I, I just thought of something, though. There... And it's one of the foreshadowing things in this movie. Earlier in the movie, that character says something about a tooth. Oh, shit, what was it? In the beginning of the movie, something about a tooth. I don't know. I just wrote that note. I thought I would remember it. <laughs> it just said Danny Dwyer tooth earlier. And I don't know what that meant. But there is foreshadowing to it. Something in it. Doesn't he say he has a toothache or something? Something like that in the beginning of the movie. I don't remember. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty horrific, honestly. It kind of bothered me, but I also love the irony of it, that they all work for a weapons company, and it's not to the last five minutes of the movie, maybe ten minutes of the movie, before any of them have a weapon in their hands. Yeah. Like, the minute there's someone in your window on the second story, and then they go out there, they go out in the woods to search for the man in the window... Three men, none of them have a weapon. They all just have flashlights. They get to the trees where the yeah. guy was hiding, and they see they got fucking catwalks up in the trees so they can walk from window to window. That's wild. Still no weapon in anyone's hand. They don't get a weapon for 20 more minutes into the movie. Dude. It's insane. And when they do get a weapon, they get that fucking bazooka. Oh, my God. So, bunch of people die. Bunch of people die. Uh, and it's down to Danny Dwyer and Laura Harris and they run, they're running through the woods away from the slaughter that has just happened. And they come out of the woods in a clearing to nothing other than the real lodge. And at the real lodge is the owner of the military company. I'm just going to call him Don. Because he really looks like a Don. A real Donald piece of shit. <laughs> Don there is with two hookers and dancing to this really terrible music. And, I mean, it's not dancing. They're having <laughs> sex with clothes on. And Danny Dwyer and Laura Harris walk in but the door. But those are the escorts that... Danny Dwyer ordered on the bus in the opening of the movie as his birthday present. But aren't they the same ones that are from the beginning of the yes, movie? Yes, and we forgot to talk about that. The opening scene of this movie is those two hookers running through the woods with Don. The hookers fall into a trap hole and are stuck there. Don leaves them to die because he's a piece of shit. Don gets strung up in a, uh, what's that called? A, uh, whatever, a trap. And he's hanging upside down by a rope. Yeah. And he gets gutted. He gets gutted, yeah. <laughs> and it's brutal. The you see blood the just blood pours just pours down his face. <laughs> That's a cool shot. Oh, that opening song is, uh, we'll get high. <laughs> yes. Get by. So, does that take place? When does that t is that That is so that opening scene then is what I was just getting to at the end of the movie. That's actually the end of the movie. And then so we see the girls fall in the hole in the beginning and then Don gets killed. And they're trying to uh get out by taking their clothes off, of course, of and course. tying them to a, a stick to throw up there and try and get they're latched onto something. Only wearing fur 
like midriff jackets, like big furry Sherpa midriff jackets, like the most stereotypical bras. sex worker yes. outfit. Yeah. That I mean, you they're could well paid. Of. They probably have benefits and everything over there. You know. I mean, you know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so they're in the hole. And then of course they're That's like at the end of the movie. They're so, in their bras and panties, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a little longer." And I she's like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> None of that is in English, and there's no subtitles, but it's very obvious what's going there's on. There's subtitles on, on Tubi. Were there? Yeah. I didn't have any subtitles. Oh, that's fucked. I mean, I kind of enjoyed it, because it just was... Yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah no, I had subtitles. I didn't either. I actually had to turn off closed captioning because... Captioning? I had to turn off closed captioning because it was captioning what they were saying in English over the subtitles. Oh, gosh. I was like, yeah. well, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> So, Danny Dwyer and Laura Harris get to the real lodge. They find Don and the whores. They tell them, come with me if you want to survive. Uh, uh, I didn't do it. but uh, Come with me if you want to. <laughs> and Don's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? And they're like, these sickos are trying to kill us. They just murdered everyone. And if you want to die, you can stay. But if you want to live, come with me. And Don's like, are they terrorists? And she's like, I don't know. Call them what you want. He's like, if you call them terrorists, I can kill it. And he picks up this briefcase, big suitcase. He's like, I've been wanting to test this out on a terrorist. And he takes out a collapsible bazooka and he starts putting it together. He's like, show me where they are. And they walk out the front door of the lodge. And like Danny Dwyer had already picked up two kitchen knives. And when he sees him pick up the bazooka, he just throws the knives. He's like, fuck yeah. Like right as they walk out the door, (laughs) that uh, Lex Luthor theme music, whatever, that John Philip Sousa, like, starts the American net band march song starts playing as Don's walking out with his fucking bazooka and he's like where are those fucking bastards there's like six or seven of them just walking out of the woods right there and he aims the bazooka and he fires and the rocket goes right at him and then straight up into the air and the song's still going song's still going and right as the song is about to end you see a fucking jumbo jet you see a jumbo jet flying by and you see the missile in slow motion just and just completely explode this entire jet and they're just like well fuck (laughs) so now they're all on the run they get separated this is when the girls fall in the hole and Don gets uh, gutted while hanging in a tree Uh, Laura and Danny both have their own fights which are pretty fucking awesome won't spoil them too much but Dude gets tainted and then he sits on it. Oh it's yeah, yeah. Rough. Stabs him in the taint with a knife. <sighs> God. He's like, and this then he's is like, gonna hurt. Yeah, this is gonna hurt. Oh. And kicks him over. Oof. Danny Dwyer before he ends his fight gets a knife into the shoulder. He goes, runs away, beats his guy, runs away, trying to find Laura, can't find Laura. Sits the pass down at a stump and pulls out the knife. Uh, Bad idea. Yeah. For the record, leave it in. Even if it's a small one, just leave it in. Uh... We, go, we are then taken to Laura, and we see what she's dealing with. She got the lucky draw of the flamethrower guy. And that's all going on. She's hiding. She's finding new places to hide. And then it goes back to Danny, who is passed out at the tree, and he just keeps hearing this thump, dragging noise. Thump, dragging noise. Thump, dragging noise. And he opens up his eyes and sees that it's uh, a stick with bras tied to it hitting his foot. Yeah. And he crawls over to the hole. And he's all fucked up. His eye can't open, his lips busted, and he's just smiling over the hole when he sees it's the two whores. And they're naked. They're, like, completely... Yeah, they're naked at this point. Uh, (laughs) 
He rescues them. They go on their way. They find Laura. And there's a gr- it had to have been a sh- like a, a nod to Quentin Tarantino from uh, Jackie Brown, Samuel L. Jackson's gun videos of chicks with AKs, you know, like... I've never seen Jackie Brown. What? All right, that's on your list, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. This brawless, you know, Viking woman with a fur midriff jacket open... And a like MP5 just comes and opens up and like slow motion and like flamethrower guy's dead. Uh, they find a boat. They get in the boat. Won't meet again. Starts playing and it's you know. Well, we didn't men- You didn't mention the guy who gets. What does he get? He gets stuck in like a pie. What what happens to him? Where he gets shot in the head. Oh, that's before they escape. Uh, the the what they thought was the lodge. And we think there's only one... Oh, my God, we did. I skipped a bunch of this. Yeah, uh, so you think there's only one guy. Yeah, we think there's only one killer And she first. shoots him in the head. Yeah, because he falls through the floor of That's the second right. floor, comes down into the first floor, and he's, you know, like Winnie the Pooh, just stuck in the floor trying to reach for a weapon. She picks up a shotgun, and then they're like... Him and da- her and Danny are looking at him like, well, he can't really do anything, and he's got a knife through his stomach. Like, let's just leave him. She just shoots him right in the head. And then she had a great line. That's pretty brutal. I don't want to be accused of not killing him when I had the chance. And yes. It, it's a very, like... That... I didn't think a that she would shoot him. Thing, you yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a great shot. I mean, yeah, dude. Six feet away. Blasts his, half of his head off. And, and then, then... So he opens like, up his... gets Danny opens into his pocket right after he, she does that and pulls out a long tube, which we haven't seen yet. And he pulls out this wicked, awesome joint, man. It's like... Huge joint. Six inch. It's and the th- biggest joint of the movie. It is his victory joint. And then they... Oh, dude. It's and he great. walks out. He lights it. He lights they walk it. outside. And there's a whole army. I mean, six or seven of these guys, all with weapons. And he just snubs out the joint, puts it back in its case and in his pocket. And then... He's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see it on his face. He's just like... Oh. God damn it. Oh, I also wanted to talk about um the black guy that dies at the uh, beginning. Yeah. Um I thought that was kind of interesting because he in most movies when people get shot in the chest like that, they immediately die. Yeah, he probably should have immediately died. But that's not how it would be in real life though. Yeah. Like, he would have lived probably for that, depending on where he got shot. I mean, that was center mass with a shot. Unless that shotgun was, like, buckshot and not uh, a slug. Or birdshot. Yeah, birdshot, whatever. Like, yeah. But why is that guy got that loaded in that? Like, I have to believe that this fucking walking mass killer is got that loaded for bear. He, yeah. He ain't got that loaded for bird. I, I see what you're saying. Like, he, and that just, there's just, that's too big of a hole, man. That's too much blood. That's seconds. That's not. You think? Yeah. I mean, maybe a, a few inches down, maybe a little bit longer, more painful time, but that's so close to heart. That's. Uh, yeah, I that's suppose you're right. Be. I was just surprised that he actually got shot. Yeah, I that scene was weird. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> I thought, you think he's going to, like, get up and run and be a distraction for her? No, he just kind of dies. He just, like, tells her to be quiet and... And then dies. Dies, yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite part of the movie. It's Uh, awkward. When, right after that, right before that, when uh, we think there's only one killer, when uh, 
And they're, I forget what they're doing, but, like, Danny Dwyer and Laura are having their, like, moment at the table, and they're smoking cigarettes, sharing a cigarette, and they're talking about, like, their plan of what to do next. Mm-hmm. While they're, like, sitting there with their backs to the kitchen, there's a door in the corner, and the door just opens, and one of the masked men walk out and go and grab the legless guy, the guy that's missing a leg, and just drags him out from behind them without them even noticing. Yeah. And then they hear a scream and they realize, they were like, what the fuck? And they get up and they're like, where'd he go? He could have gone far. <laughs> and they see the blood trail and it goes to this door and they're like, that door's been locked the whole time. So there's just been a guy in the basement like the entire time. <laughs> and that's when dude dies. And, yeah. Oh man, there is so much in this movie and I, I apologize. I jumped all over the place. I've, I've no, liked don't this worry movie about it. for 20 years, and I've <laughs> never... Every time I've found somebody that was interested to watch it, I let them borrow it, and then I never saw them again. I've lost three <laughs> copies of this movie. The last dude oh. moved to fucking Korea with it, and I don't even know if he's ever watched it. It's just... it's uh, I had a lot to say, and I still have a lot to say, but uh, I, li- I missed a bunch of stuff. We and, didn't talk about the landmine. Oh, my God fucking asshole boss when he runs away he runs away into a minefield and steps on a platoon buster one of theirs yeah and he's got his foot on it for a while oh my god and he's like yeah he basically is stuck on this landmine for a while and then you know he of course supposedly takes one for the team but kind of doesn't yeah he kind of fucked that up he kind of fucked it up now you fucked up yeah he he, he lets really the first four the go. Bed. Like, he gave... He's standing in the minefield on a mine, and then the bad guys show up, and they're fucking with him, and then they just start walking over a downed tree that's right next to him. He lets three three or four guys past him. If you would have just blown up the first two, the first three, then the next guys would have had to walk around the minefield, find a new path. They would He would have given his friends or his employees a, a head start they needed to survive. Instead, yeah. he basically fucked them and almost killed them. Yeah, because he's a fucking... Pussy. Yeah. Or whatever you're supposed to say now. It's pussy. He's mm-hmm. a fucking pussy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty funny. And also, when he steps off the mine, I thought it wasn't going to blow up for a second. Right, it was like a dud. Yeah, and I was like, huh, this is taking a while to... Oh, there it goes. I think he could have got away. If <laughs> yeah. that's how long a mine waits, I mean... He could have, he could have like, picked it up and threw it. Uh, I think that's because that's like a vehicle one. It's made for that like... That makes sense. To get, wait to get into the middle of the vehicle. Like front wheel sets it off, then you get more damage that way, maybe? I don't know. Um, that makes sense, though. We talked about the victory joint. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I forgot all about this, but when... Uh, the blonde chick is having her like battle right before the the end of the movie with the one guy, and um, yeah, he's about to rape her because he like licks her face. And, oh god, you know, he's gonna yeah. rape her. She grabs a rock and just starts sm- smashing him yeah. once in the head, and then he knocks her down, punches her in the face, and he looked like she's locked out. Oh no, I did this backwards. They're fighting, they're fighting. She hits him on the head with the rock. He slams her down and looks like he knocks her out, and her face is sideways. Then he licks her, and her eyes just shoot open. She grabs another rock and really starts smashing him. He rolls off of her. She's on top. She's smashing him more with this Fucking brick him up to with the this face. Rock. He is dead after the fifth hit. I mean, it is concaving his skull. He is dead. The music gets to this, like, real, like, 
uh, it, it's building into this operatic, like, real good tension. And, like, finally he's off of her, and now she's on top, and now she's walking away, and the music it hits this crescendo. And then it goes into this, like, almost weird circus, like... <laughs> it gets like real happy but still like kind of sad happy and she's walking away and she goes to this really big rock and like that's like huge ass rock and she's just like straining to pick it up and the music is doing this weird thing and she's trying to pick it up she can't pick it up and then she goes to the next biggest rock and like a little bit smaller and she's doing that she still can't pick it up goes to the next size this one she can pick up <laughs> I fucking love it. And the music, the way that music is just, like, doing this weird shit, it is hilarious. Hell yeah. It is the <laughs> probably one of the best laughs of the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty funny, but I think the best laugh for me is the fucking airplane. I mean, yeah. Dude. But see, that first time it is. First time it for sure is. And, like, after that, I remember being shell-shocked, but... I could, I could see this movie getting... <coughs> funnier the more times you watch it oh it is you catch so much i don't know i think it probably wasn't until like the 20th time i watched this that i caught the line you're more inclined to get shit out of a rocking horse like that's so (laughs) quick and so low like you don't hear it all the time but i heard it and i was like that's interesting what he said (laughs) i'll just i'll just let it go uh a lot of great lines in this movie uh i don't do favorite quotes often from movies I, i feel like I'm not good at quotes, but this movie, my number one favorite quote, uh, Danny Dwyer's character, the goofball, is talking, you know, telling his story at the yeah. ghost stories, and this, the uptight, smart uh, Burnett lady is, looks at him and says, have you ever taken anything seriously in your entire life? Yeah. And he, like, touches his chin, looks inquisitive, he's like, ecstasy and weed. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love it. I love the line where they find the tooth, and the guy that made the tooth, Gordon, says, could it have been a cow's tooth? <laughs> could it have been the cow's tooth? <laughs> it has fucking gold fillings in it. It's a human tooth. It They're is. like, what? No, what? <laughs> uh, when Danny Dyer realizes they're they're having a calm before yet another storm, but like they're at a down moment, they think they're safe for a moment, and he's quiet, and he's just like, Fuck! I left Gordon's foot in the coach. Like that line <laughs> yeah, gets because, me. Uh, dude, that, that's always weird too. That was a weird part too where they grab his foot out of the bear trap and uh, oh, he like, goes, they, they're well, like, we, we gotta, gotta keep, keep it cool. cool. He's like, oh, there's a fridge in the in the coach. Oh, thanks. You do it. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because all of his fucking booze is in there. He has to clear it out, and he goes to put the foot in there, and it doesn't fucking fit. Uh, so he has to take the shoe and sock off of it. Touching it and oh, smelling it. And God. you know Gordon doesn't have good hygiene. No. God, dude. <laughs> I really like this movie. It's, yeah. There's a, I'm sure I'm missing. I lost. I have five pages of notes, and it's just like, <laughs> don't even know where I'm at. Oh, man. Well, that's A-okay. Uh, I, I think this should be a saying. You know, like, there's the movie uh, or play saying, you see a gun in the first act, in the third act, someone's going to use that gun. Yeah. It's like a saying. I think the new one is, if someone mentions Marie Antoinette in the first scene, they're going to get beheaded by the third scene. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. If someone meant, yeah. 
for sure. One hundred percent. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So I think we can do the ratings. R R and R. Yep. But uh, I'll let you go first because this was your choice and your movie, and you have a lot more to say about it than I do. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna give this movie a seven. Um. Okay. It could be higher, but I think seven is a it's, it's a good. I'm. It's hard for me to give a horror comedy any higher than a seven. Like that's a. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be a pretty special horror comedy, and I've been trying to think of one. That's a ten. Yeah. I. I I'm sure I have one, but. Yeah, I'd have to really think Ethan about Tucker that. Tucker and Dale. Um. I mean, I think I think honestly, the best horror comedy is. Evil Dead 2 or Army yeah. of Darkness, and I don't think those are 10s. They're not. They're not. And I love those movies, but... Yeah. They're not... It's... This is one of the ones that's easy Gremlins to say. Gremlins, for me, was a, a, a 10. Yeah. Yeah. But that's arguable. I mean, I guess it's not. It's a horror comedy. You'd have to go back and listen to our episode if you already forget. Yeah. No, I remember <laughs> I gave it a 10, and I stand by no, that. I mean... It, that because we talked a lot, it's like a horror comedy, but it's it's a horror movie, and then it's a comedy. And it's a Christmas movie. And it's a Christmas movie. Uh, yeah, I I agree with that. That's a fair one. But this is, yeah, it's a seven. I That's what you said, yeah. Yeah, it's a seven. Um, I think this movie, for me, it just keeps getting better. That initial, I wish everybody could have seen it in 2006 when I did, because I, yeah. I think it was a good movie for that it's year. It's definitely slept on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame that there are sickos in the r- world that ruin things, but yeah. I'm not going to let this be ruined because Hell of Hell no, people are fucking dumb, dude. It's not even... That scene is not that bad. You don't see anything. Yeah, you don't see her get burnt. I almost think you might have in the original. Like, Maybe. I, I mean, they show it in Evil Dead, the yeah, remake. Tons of movies they show that kind of shit, and I'm just... It's just one fucking douche. Yeah. Some piece of shit saw a good movie. Uh... It's like that kid who murdered his family because he watched Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. That happened. Did it? Yeah. He uh, he called 911 and said, I murdered my whole family, my mom and two sisters. Um, and he's like, I've heard this 911 call. His name's, I think his name's like Jake something. Anyway, he murdered his whole family because he watched Halloween. And he's like, I didn't think I, I didn't think I would feel like this after I did it. It's like, what do you fucking expect, dude? Yeah. These people that do this it's and then say it's a movie or from the movie, the movie, these people were going to do these things anyways, anyway, I think. Anyway, without I a, yeah. seeing a movie. Yeah. It's just a... I mean... Easy out. It's an easy way for somebody that doesn't take it, blame for anything to... Wes Craven said it perfectly. Hmm. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. I don't know if that. Uh, Graven, man. I don't know if that's a good time to quote that, but no. that's what I can think of. <laughs> um, it's a seven. Um, I, I think if you like Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, uh, Black Sheep, um, Dead and Breakfast, any horror comedy, you're gonna like this. If you yeah. have an aversion to British comedy, British humor, I mean, give it a shot because this is not the worst. No, it's uh, not the worst by far. You know, it's not. It's not super British. It's. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not like super yeah. British humor, and it's type. made for us. 
You know, like, it is... It just has nods to it. And, I mean, there are things that are British that I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it did... Like, some of the comedy didn't really land with me. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not the biggest British comedy person. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's it's Monty Python, and that's it. I'm much more, like, absurdist, ridiculous. Like, I want to see... The ridiculous things that are happening. Yeah. I like it all. Subtlety does not work for me. <laughs> I'm not subtle. And if you guys watch this movie and you realize you like British humor, uh, off the top of my head, Black Sheep, you should definitely watch. Black Sheep's funny. Um, and if you want to try Death at a Funeral, Death at a Funeral is... There was an American one that they made with the... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, like race reversal, whatever you call that in movies when they do that. Uh, whatever, yeah. Never mind. That sounded horrible. Are you saying it's w- with black people? Yeah, but it's like because the original is all English people, and then the remake is an all black family. And it's, huh? Yeah. I thought there was no. I'm thinking of four weddings and a funeral. No, oh, Hugh Grant. Anyway. Uh, Asheville's own Andy Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell is from Asheville? Didn't know that. Or lives here. Or did. Huh. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Watch them. Give it a try. You know, during this time of corona, uh, when yeah. options are limited, now is the time to give, you know, over the pond a chance. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think for me, this was a five. It was pretty average, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not a diss on... That's not a slight on it. Yeah. Um, I think it's... I think it was good. I think there were things that didn't land for me and things that I might have missed. I think there are things that you could pick up watching it again. Yeah. And I think that... <clears throat> yeah, it just was kind of like... That yeah, was enjoyable, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't. I didn't have any really like stand out like man fuck this i mean the thing with the black guy I, like i i originally said i kind of liked it but after we talked about it more it's just kind of it is weird yeah it doesn't really fit the rest of the movie in yeah. tone because it's kind of sad yeah yeah um but i, I mean you, that's not enough to to i would say that that those little things probably brought it down from a six to a five yeah. for me um but I mean, that doesn't make the movie bad, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then so, would I recommend it? If you like British humor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're okay, here's what I'll say. If you, if you have, because I know a lot of people who have reservations about horror comedies. Yeah. Um, and I, it's understandable. It's it's a it's yeah. a weird genre. This one is different enough that. Even if you don't like horror comedy, you might like this. Yeah. In my opinion. And, I mean, just the the satire aspects of it. The way... I don't know. If you knives. like Shaun of the Dead, you could probably like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean... And I like Shaun of the Dead a lot. Uh, but... <laughs> That's a 10 horror comedy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of it. Uh, <laughs> Sean of the yeah, zombie Sean right there. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, and it it is hard. I feel okay. This might be, 
this might be controversial, but I feel like it's so much easier to make a horror comedy a zombie movie than it is to make a slasher horror comedy. Um, um, yeah. You don't see very many of them, really. I mean, before Shaun of the Dead, like... Well, Return of the... Most horror comedies are zombie movies. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's true. I mean, the ones... <laughs> the ones I can think the of that aren't... Like. <laughs> the ones you like. Well, yeah, but... The ones that I can think of that aren't... Like, zombie movies would be maybe, like... Um... Like, true horror comedies. Uh-huh. Uh, Club Dread, which I didn't really yeah, care about that movie. Um, that's too much comedy, more than horror. That's a, yeah, comedy horror. Um, well, Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, what, what's that Chucky movie? Seed of Chucky? I mean, anything after, like... Chucky 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Chucky 3. Anything after Chucky 3 is... I mean... Yeah. 2. After 2. Because 3 it gets... 3 it starts hammy. getting bananas. Yeah. And then 4 is Bride of Chucky. Yeah. And then 5 is Seed of Chucky. It but, wasn't until the new ones that we got... Yeah. Curse of Chucky, Chucky is scary. Yeah. Is that the first one with the, the first chair? Yes. I really like that one. That one's a good one. Yeah. That one's a really good one. What's, what's her name? Uh, it's it's Brad Dourif's daughter. Yeah, I think her name's Fiona. Fiona. Yeah, that's no. what I was gonna say. Is she actually in yes. a wheelchair? That's yes. I thought so. Yes. Um, love her. Yeah, she was great in that she, movie. The next one, the uh, the Cult of Chucky, is okay. Asylum. Yeah, it's okay. Not it's not as good as Curse. It's not as good Curse was. But there's that part in Cult of Chucky when all the fucking shit falls down out of the ceiling and cuts that person up. Oh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, there were good kills in that movie. I just... Yeah. I didn't it, enjoy It's not as movie. good as Curse. Curse was a good movie from yeah. start to finish, from writing story. Everything was good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and then the next one just didn't have the same feeling. Didn't have the same... I don't know. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Also, it, went, it was in a weird release thing. Like... Mm. Went to to Netflix and, they put and fucking Tilly back in it. Yeah, she shows back up at the well, end. Well, she shows up at the end of Curse. Oh, she does. They get into the car and she's oh, in the car, right. yeah, yeah, but yeah. she's in it like a second. Yeah. A second, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really think of very many horror comedies that aren't about zombies. Yeah, and if they are horror, com- they're not like full on horror comedies. Like yeah. they're they're kind of like. I, I so bad it's good. Yeah. Like so bad it's funny. But. And that's what I put like the original or the Return of the Living Dead. That's kind of where I wasn't thinking of that as a horror comedy. I was thinking of that as a horror movie that they did, didn't realize was funny. Like I think they knew it was funny. It's Dan O'Bannon. I he's know, not. He's... And that's I've come around to that. Like since okay. meeting you and you watch watching with you again, I was like, wow, this is actually like Meant this to was be what funny. it was. Yeah. And I just didn't know that whole the whole story between George Romero and uh, O'Bannon. O'Bannon or no O'Bannon. It's uh, well the other guy. Oh it? yeah 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 no you're right you're right yeah. it's it was George Romero and Richard. Uh, well, the guy we talked about mm-hmm. beforehand, not O'Bannon, because O'Bannon worked with John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, let me and just... split off uh, to work with uh, what's his name. 
the dude who worked with Romero on Night of the Living Dead. Always go back Johnny to our, Russo. Johnny Russo, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, uh, go back to our Night of the Living Dead episode yeah. to find out more about that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? How did we... Oh, yeah, horror comedy. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I do, I do think this one is interesting. I think it does the slasher horror comedy thing pretty well. Yeah. It almost kind of reminds me of You're Next in a way. Yeah. In a way. Not a... It, it does kind of feel like one of those... Uh, what are they called? Siege movies. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But... I don't know. I, I liked it. The comedy I mean, it's is... It's a survive movie. Yeah, yeah survival it's not movie. A, it's not a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely different and fun. Um there's some there's some issues, but you know, that's kind of how it is with any yeah. horror comedy, I feel like. Um yeah, I think I think maybe on rewatch later on, I think I might get bumped up to a 6 if I catch things that I missed, but from first viewing, I think for me it was a it was just a it was a 5, nice. which is, you know, not good, not terrible. It's average. Yeah. It's average. That's that's kind of how I feel that's about all it. So we can ask. I mean, that's the best I can ask for uh, going in to show you a slasher movie. Yeah. <laughs> Especially one I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, we never did. Tagline. Oh, Let's God. Let's end on the tagline. Well, I'm going to say before before the tagline, I'm going to say next, when this comes out, the next week will be Black Sheep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Uh, New Zealand uh, comedy. I don't know where it's streaming. Uh, but I don't know that it is, but. Look I have it on on DVD. I can't believe I don't have that one. I do, so don't worry about it, brother. We'll find it. Uh, <laughs> um, rent it. Rent yeah. Black Sheep. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's funny as shit. This one was on Tubi, Vudu. Yes. Um, Nine commercials on Vudu. Uh, there was a, a solid five or six commercial breaks on Tubi, and the Tubi commercial breaks are like... Long. Five minutes. Five ten minutes. They're not because there's long. like five or six ads yeah. in each commercial break. There are only three ads on uh, each commercial break on Voodoo, but they're the same three every oh time. Oh my god! And right now it's that Gerard Butler movie, and I don't know how many times I can hear. Oh Gerard Greenland, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gerard Butler. I just keep hearing him say like whatever the line was, like it won't be green. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. They make this movie every ten years, and there's always two of them. So, what's the next one? Uh, it's Iceland. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. No. Uh, All right, so tagline me. There's two of them for this one. Oh, uh, another bloody office outing. Okay, that's kind of great. That is so British. So cheeky. It is. Because they it's use double entendre. Yes. Oh, or, yeah. D- double entendre. Double entendre. Uh, I just watched, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sidebar, uh, it's double entendre because, uh, this new movie that I just watched, I haven't talked to you about this cause it, I don't think it's your thing, but, um, <laughs> I fucking loved it. It's, it's from 2018. It's called bodied bodied and it's about, uh, battle rappers where yeah. they're like making fun of each other and shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, it is fucking great. Yeah. That's. It's not your thing, no, but it's a great. It's such a good. Movie. I saw Eight Mile. Okay. Hey, this is better than Eight Mile. It's produced by Eminem too. Oh, oh. it's 
dude, Bodied is a great movie. But anyway, <laughs> they talk about double and triple entendres in gotcha. that movie. Gotcha. Um, because the whole movie is like about wordplay and stuff where they're yep. making fun of each other using all this crazy wordplay and stuff. So, uh, dude, it is awesome when gotcha. he's when he's making fun of people. Yeah. There, I mean, yeah, it's great. I but probably would enjoy that. I think you would. Yeah. But it's just not something that would ever come up in my feeds. Or, yeah, you and know, I like, like for me, I wouldn't. I didn't really seek it out. My brother had yeah. me watch it, and he was like, "You've got to watch this movie. Like, it's it's a good time." So we watch it, and I'm like, "Dude, I immediately bought it on Blu-ray." <laughs> like, and I've watched it twice already. Oh, and big news, everyone. Nick just got the Tales from the Crypt. I got the Tales box set. And contrary to popular belief, the blob is on Blu-ray. Got that too. Congratulations. We have to rewatch the blob now. And make sure and see how the the, the Blu-ray edition is. Yes. Yeah, just for science, dude. Uh I just looked up Black Sheep. It is only available to rent through Google Play. YouTube and Apple TV. Yeah, YouTube has like a a movie rental thing now. Well, that's absurd. Just look on YouTube. It's probably on YouTube for free. Yeah, uh, yeah. It probably <laughs> I never is. mentioned that, but I I just watched. Uh, we watched Oscar on YouTube. Yeah, I watch random movies on YouTube every now and then for free. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the final tagline for this movie. Oh God! You'll never know when you're gonna get axed. Oh, that's a groaner. That uh, the first double entendre is clever. That one's not. Yeah, it's good because they're get, you get I axed get it. at work. I get it, but it's they don't. No one uses an axe in this movie. Not true. When he's gonna go and rape her, he pulls or the flamethrower guy puts down his flamethrower and pulls out a boot hatchet. But he doesn't kill anyone with it. No, because he gets mowed down. No one gets axed. Is we what I'm saying. We did not talk about that. And can we acknowledge that that at least at a boot hatchet is fucking awesome i like the boot hatchet dude he puts down a flamethrower like what is he gonna get and then in the same motion pulls out a boot hatchet you wanted a boot hatchet i have a boot hatchet i think i don't have a boot hatchet boot hatchet i want a folding hatchet i don't have a folding hatchet from uh rich made knives (laughs) do you remember that shit oh my god quadruple blades fucking stupid fucking shit (laughs) Oh, man. All right. All right, guys. Well, Black Sheep. Get it. Yeah. Bye.